Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another exciting Minecraft discussion today. It's a glorious day here in Vermont, I'll tell you. The leaves are falling. It's beautiful. I'm on my back deck on a Sunday. It's just so my life is good right now. My name is Kimberly Quinn, and uh, what, I really, what I'm really just elated to talk about today is creating boundaries. You know, this is something we can learn, which is why I like skills. I'm a big fan of skills versus natural talent. Natural talent is good too, but skills I'm a big fan of because we can learn them. We can just learn, visualize, watch other people who are further down the road than us. And we can become better at whatever it is we're talking about. And boundary setting is a skill set that can be learned. And, you know, I really like how Robert Frost put this because I think most people think of of boundaries as, you know, what we're, what we're keeping out. Like when I was in Ireland and the castles and my 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 dear friend from St. Mike's, my my bestie from St. Mike's, Neil. We looked at those castles. We're like, wow. You know, we think of like what Fisher Price has done with castles and what cartoons do with castles, and they are not about the princesses. I'm telling you that right now. Brutally violent, and uh, very, you know, as far as keeping people out and safe. You know, trap doors are are real. They just let people starve down there, and all the swords and knives and all kinds of contraptions to keep people out and. That's a sort of about the most solid, you know, visual for a boundary that I can think of is, a, is an actual real castle. And I like also how Robert Frost talks about what I'm keeping in, because really we're talking about self-value. And boundaries also have to do with, you know, um, protecting our own self-worth. So it's what we're not letting in, but it's also what we're holding on to, right, on the inside. And our own self-love, our own self-acceptance, our own self-esteem, self-confidence, self-image, all of it, and not compromising that, you know, for anybody. And so my inspiration for today is Sarah Von Brednick and her book, Simple Abundance. And uh, sorry if you hear some beeping in the noise. That is our beeping in the noise, beeping in the background. That's our neighbor who has a landscaping business. Uh, and the noise is certainly extremely irritating, though they are very nice people. And thankfully, they're respectful, and it's not that often. But since we're on a roll here, we're just going to roll through with that. So uh, Sarah starts her her little talk about the boundary setting with a quote from Robert Frost. And, of course, we're big fans of him here in Vermont. And she, he says, Robert Frost says, Before I built a wall, I'd ask to know what I was walling in or walling out. So Sarah starts off here. She says, Limits are the barbed wire of real life. Boundaries are split rail fences. Oh, I like that. We actually have a split, split rail fence. I get that. When you push past limits, personal or professional, there's a good chance of being pricked as you hurdle up and over. But boundaries set apart the sacred with simple grace. There's always enough room to maneuver between the rails if you're willing to bend. I love that. I'm thinking of our own split split rail fence, which actually we took down most of it because they aren't they don't last that long. But we still have one on the periphery of the woods, and there's also the neighbor's cows that occasionally get onto there. Not very often, and uh, he's also really good about coming to get them. And it's just kind of comical to watch watch them doing the liberty dance in our yard, you know, kind of thing. But I like the I like the visual of the split split rail fence because really there is gray area and choice there. Is and also flexibility as far as what we allow in and what we allow out. As well as what we stop from getting in and stop from coming out. 
Okay. And, and so, you know, this is where, where, where we really get down to it. You know, I've done previous episodes and also in-person talks at universities and things like that on self-care. And there's all this, you know, which goes with this boundary setting. So stay with me here. You're like, where's she going with this? From a pedicure to setting a boundary? Yeah. Because whether it's taking care of ourselves, you know, and going, going on walks and, and, uh, you know, being healthy in, you know, outside and in nature and eating properly and all that boundary setting is very much key to well-being. It's a brick. It's like foundational for well-being, you know, for one's mental, physical, spiritual, emotional health. We've got to learn how to set boundaries. And the thing is, when it comes down to it, like Sarah said here, and also Brene Brown, she's also in my friend circle. She just isn't aware with Oprah and I. Uh, When it comes right down to it, we cannot set boundaries or practice self-care in any other way efficiently, really at all, if we don't value ourselves, if we don't see our own value. It's there. It's just about uncovering it. We all were born with a sense of original worthiness, and it's in there. It's just the way life happens. It gets covered up. So we sometimes have to do this sort of archaeological dig and, you know, kind of recover or that feeling of original worthiness, you know, that's been taken hostage by, by the world, by messages from dysfunctional family members, you know, the media, whatever. And we need to, we need to acknowledge and value ourselves before the boundary setting is going to be able to happen. That's just plain and simply the truth. Uh, Sarah goes on to say that uh, she says, we want our lives to feel limitless. So we must learn the art of creating boundaries that protect nurture and sustain all we cherish cherish for most um, bracket people and bracket creating boundaries is excruciating so we don't do it until we're pushed to the outer edge of tolerance to create boundaries we must learn to say thus far and no further i love that thus far and no further this means speaking up expressing our needs indicating our preferences These moments are tense and can easily escalate into confrontations complete with tears, misunderstandings, and hurt feelings. This is why many people stay quiet, rendered virtually mute by unexpressed rage and unable to articulate any needs at all. And then Sarah continues to say, but even if we are mute, we're not powerless to draw a line in the sand. A talented friend of mine who has several books to her credit, has long been married to an intelligent, charming, but critical man. Because her husband is more educated than she, she always asked him to read her to read her work and make suggestions about it. Unfortunately, he's often been rather harsh in his efforts to help and didn't realize how much of a sting his words inflicted. Sometimes he would even leave her work lying around before looking at it, long enough to convey, if not disdain, then certainly disrespect. After each episode, it would take his wife days to pick up her pen again. Finally, she stopped showing her work to him, creating an unspoken boundary to protect her dreams. When she finally published her breakthrough novel, her husband was astonished at all the praise she was receiving and seemed embarrassed that he didn't understand what people were raving about. One night, she told me, she discovered him reading her bestseller. This is good. This is very good, he told her in a surprised voice. But why didn't you ask me to read it first? Because you had no idea I was capable of this, she replied with relish, finding her authentic voice at last. Wow, that's quite a story. And that's quite, um, I guess, a different way to set boundaries. You know, I mean, I I, I tend to be the type that's more clear 
with boundaries, um, which I came into. I'm a fabulous 57. That doesn't happen overnight, right? Very tough to do if, if not, you know, seemingly next to impossible as a child or teenager. And it seems that next to impossible. Of course it isn't. We're just growing into it. And then in the twenties, I remembered it wasn't, wasn't really very easy to set boundaries either. And you kind of come into this. And then when you get into your midlife, boundary setting really becomes second nature, I think. Um, but here when she, uh, in Sarah's story about her friend, the, the writer, I like how she talked about the invisible boundary because that's a tough one. You're in a marriage with somebody who's critical, somebody, you know, just like she said, you know, educated in this and that. And so she just kind of set a boundary in her own way with just ceasing to let him read her work. And she's still conveying the message, even if it was, a, it was slower and more gradual, especially since she got published and her book was a big hit. That was kind of like, you know, kind of flipping the finger, double bird, you know, I mean, um, she set a boundary though, that I'm just going to be silently valuing myself. You stay in your corner, I'll stay in mine and I'm going to be quietly effective. And that can still be a way to set a boundaries. Clearly this was effective for her. So, uh, you know, Sarah continues by saying that speaking the language of no is a good place to start creating boundaries. No can be a beautiful word. Every bit as beautiful as yes. Writers John Robbins and Anne Mordefee declare, whenever you deny, sorry, whenever we deny our need to say no, our self-respect diminishes. They tell us in other uh, book is called In Search of Balance, Discovering Harmony in a Changing World. It is not only our right at certain times to say no, it is our deepest responsibility. For it is a gift to give ourselves, for it is a gift to give ourselves when we say no to those old habits that dissipate our energy. No to what robs us of our inner joy. No to what distracts us from our purpose. It is a gift to others to say no when their expectations do not ring true for us. For in so doing, we free them to discover more fully the truth of their own path. Saying no can be liberating when it expresses our commitment to take a stand for what we believe we truly need. Amen, sister. And so with that, Sarah is clearly in agreement with myself and, of course, my good friends Oprah and Brene, even though they're not aware, that when it comes down to it, it comes down to self-worth. We've got to, we've got to see and believe in, acknowledge our own value so that we have this sort of natural desire and ability to say that this is okay, that's okay, and that isn't. I'm willing to, I'm willing to do this, this, and not that for the PTO. And it, we're not being rude. We're not being anything. We're just politely saying, this is okay, that isn't, and that isn't, and this is, or whatever. And and these are my limits. And I have a full-time job. I'll bake the brownies for this one, but somebody else is going to have to do it next month. And that's it. And people respond. We've been talking about this a lot uh, in past episodes, that people respond to strength. People respect strength. Actually, they respond to everything. But we, we respect strength. And, and, and that confidence is so attractive. And I don't mean it in a romantic sense. It, it is also true that that's the number one attractor romantically for anyone, regardless of, of uh, you know, gender or orientation or anything. It's the number one attractor. But it's also attractive like a magnet. Oh, wow. There goes a redheaded woodpecker. Absolutely beautiful. Huge male. Whoa. Speaking of attractive, right? It's a beautiful redhead. Oh, my God. He's so handsome. 
making all that noise. If you can hear them over there, making all that noise. But to, attractive to me is like a magnet. It's like who we want to hang out, who we want to hang out with, who we are attracted to listening to, even if it's a YouTube video. That whole thing is coming from a place that kind of authentic charisma comes only from someone who, who values themselves. And we also can't value other people if we don't value ourselves. So self-value obviously is a gift that keeps on giving. And it is the very key and foundation for learning to set boundaries. Okay. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from the beautiful Northern Vermont. Have a mindful day.